listening to I've Heard That Song Before, and I'm your host, Joe Hunter. And every week we invite a guest into the studio to examine a song from the Great American Songbook. And this week in studio we have guitarist, educator, composer, arranger, and author, Mr. Lee Bush. Hi, Joe. Hi, Lee. Hi, everybody. And Lee has chosen the great Richard Rogers' Lorenz Hart composition, My Funny Valentine. One of my favorites. But before we get into that great American standard, Lee, we'd like to learn a little bit more about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in this life in music. 1952, Les Paul was very, very popular. Some of my friends played instruments, and I thought the guitar sounded pretty neat, and that's how that started. That led to going to music school and then studied with Phil Rizzo, learned to arrange, wound up in New York City writing jingles and some industrial film scores and things of that nature. Played with local groups here, and on it goes. And I know you had an opportunity to do a lot of recording in New York City when you had your music production company. Yeah, the greatest musicians you're ever going to meet and wonderful facilities. It was quite exciting. And I should add that one of Lee's great talents is he's one of what we like to call last of the great rhythm guitar players. If you listen to Count Basie, I try as best I can to emulate the great Freddie Green, who was with that orchestra for over 50 years. Well, Lee, I've always admired your insight when it comes to the Great American Songbook, and you and I have had countless conversations about so many of these great songs. I'm curious, how did you first get introduced to our feature song, My Funny Valentine? Being of the age I am, born in 1936, I grew up with AM radio, and in those days, the Great American Songbook was in its heyday. So these songs were sort of implanted into me and have been my closest companions ever since. And the song My Funny Valentine, of course, was broadcast often many singers. Well, our featured song today, My Funny Valentine, music by Richard Rogers and lyrics by Lorenz Hart, was written in 1937. And it was introduced by Mitzi Green in the musical Babes in Arm. This song actually didn't make it into the film version of Babes in Arms, which I thought was interesting. It was cut. I find that interesting, too. <laughs> Such a powerful piece of music. But it did make it into a 1955 movie musical entitled Gentlemen Mary Brunettes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> and also, it made its way into a 1957 movie, the film version of Pal Joey. In that movie, a singer named Trudy Irwin dubbed it for Kim Novak. I remember it well. The tune just seems to have grown over the years. You know, I think this has to be one of the most recognized and beloved American standards, wouldn't you say? I would think so, and I love that story in Alec Wilder's book about American popular song where in a club in New York, way back in the 50s, it was such a favorite of singers that this club owner said that due to the fact that every singer that came through the door sang the song, my Funny Valentine, there was a clause in the contract that said, you can't sing it here. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, with the exception of Irving Berlin's White Christmas, it's the only standard that I know of that has a date on the calendar. Yeah, it emerges <laughs> every February 14th, yes. Of course, we both tell all our students, you know, this song here is absolutely in the top 10 tunes of any aspiring professional musician. And, you know, you cannot work a gig in February without knowing this song. The other thing about the tune, I think, is like all the great standards, is its ability to flourish in a myriad of different arrangements and treatments by different artists. Yeah, it's such a haunting, beautiful melody. What's your take on the lyric, Lee? What I find interesting about this song and its lyric content is that there's sort of an indecision if it's a positive experience or if it's a negative exactly. one. You know, stay little Valentine's Day. 
Well, and you're not this, you're not that, you're not really that good looking, you're not particularly bright, <laughs> but I wouldn't want to change anything about you. It's really kind of a peculiar lyric. Well, you know, these songs always tell the story of the human condition, profound things in very simple language. I think it's beautiful. And of course, it's got that beautiful haunting melody, and this is a song that starts in a minor key, sort of a sadder tonality, and, and ends on a major, more upbeat, brighter kind of tonality. But not always. You know, sometimes the artist chooses to end it in the minor, and maybe their take on the tune is that it doesn't work out. True. true. I know when I play this tune, I'm kind of undecided which way I want to go with it myself. Well, I think it's time we listen to our first rendition of the song. And Lee, you brought in a recording of this by Linda Ronstadt with an arrangement by Nelson Riddle. And I think it's very important that we start with this particular rendition because it's the only version that we're going to hear today that has the verse. Well, the verse, as again Wilder says in his book about it, was originally penned to have no accompaniment no piano company, no accompaniment at all. It sounds like a classical piece from a Shakespeare play or something. It has a very classical feel to it. And this arrangement is lovely because it's a string quartet and classical guitar, so it lives up to that sort of timeless aspect. Yes. Okay, now we're going to listen to this Linda Ronstadt version of My Funny Valentine. And I'd like to remind all our listeners, it's going to include this verse, which is so very rarely performed. It was really only recently that I even knew it existed. So this opening is going to sound a little different to you. It will surprise you. And so here's Linda Ronstadt with arrangements by Nelson Riddle doing Rogers and Hart's My Funny Valentine. Behold the way our fine feathered friend His virtue doth parade Thou knowest not, my dim-witted friend The picture thou hast made Thy vacant brow and thy tousled hair Conceal thy good intent Thou noble, upright Truthful, sincere, and slightly dopey gent. You're my funny valentine, sweet comic valentine. You make me smile with my heart. Your looks are laughable, unphotographable. Still, you're my favorite work of art. Is your figure less than Greek? Is your mouth? A little weak When you open it to speak How you smart Don't change your hair for me Not if you care 
Linda Ronstadt, an arrangement by Nelson Riddle, and she was performing our featured song today on I've Heard That Song Before. That was Rogers and Hart's My Funny Valentine. And Lee, we were talking about that verse. I'd forgotten how much it has that classical feel, and the lyric, Lorenz Hart was using that Shakespearean hath, doth, thou, and all that sort of Shakespearean right. old English. Old English. And then how about the way that ended on that somewhat slightly dopey gent? That was very <laughs> funny. Wonderful, wonderful lyrics, which I think Lorenz Hart really inspired and challenged. Richard Rogers to write music that could carry such lovely thoughts. Absolutely. Linda's version, I'm sure Richard Rogers would be very happy with that rendition of it. it. Very, very true to the original melody and harmonic setting that he created, and we know that Richard Rogers really liked that. As I wrote it, he said, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and as we know, the song was originally written for a female character in the show. We open today's show with a very traditional interpretation of this great American song, My Funny Valentine. Look forward to hearing now really a very, very different edition. And one of the things that has always driven my interest in music, lyrics and singers. Oh, I know. I know you're a marvelous accompanist, and I know you've always worked wonderfully with singers, and I think you're really going to enjoy this next interpretation by one of the great jazz singers of all time. A consummate voice. And of course, I'm talking about the wonderful, incomparable Sarah Vaughan. This is from a live recording in 1973, accompanied by Carl Schroeder on the piano. Really want you to listen to the incredible range. I mean, there are points in this performance where she sounds like a baritone male singer, and she'll contrast that with the high coloratura of an opera singer. This is a highly sculpted stylization, I think. And, of course, Sarah Vaughan, who was also a piano player. You can tell she's having a lot of fun with the harmony of the song as well. Wonderful interaction with the pianist. Takes quite a lot of liberties, I think you'll notice, particularly on the end. Because, Lee, I've always felt that the high point of the song was, at the end, stay, little Valentine, stay. So I think you'll notice she kind of reverses that and makes that very soft and gentle. It is the payoff, the climax of the song, and yet it's sort of a quietly desperate plea. She does it beautifully and makes the climax the climax in a very unusual and unorthodox way. And let's have a listen at the end of this song, because like so many other performers, particularly jazz performers, she chooses to end on that minor or darker tonality. Well, I think the way she treated the climax sort of sets up the fact that the conclusion to the quandary of if her Valentine's going to stay is up in the air. And so it doesn't come as a surprise that it ends in a more sad note, the minor key, as opposed to the way it was written, major. I think that it's artist discretion. Yes. So let's listen to the great, the divine one, Miss Sarah Vaughn, doing Rogers and Hart's My Funny Valentine.
And that was Sarah Vaughn doing My Funny Valentine. And boy, Lee, did she really ended on a minor drone there, huh? Yeah, first I have to make an exclamatory remark. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, her vocal technique, her command of her instrument, her instrument being her voice, is so virtuosic that I think it's almost more of an instrumental approach to the song. I mean, she does sing the lyric, but her interpretation of it is just so all over the place that she is capturing still the feeling, the sort of melancholy of the song, but really approaching it like a saxophone player almost. Well, you know, virtuosity and her ability to run an incredible range vocally is balanced by her great respect for the song and yet the liberty she takes enhances the song, but puts a big Sarah Vaughan mark on My Funny Valentine at Absolutely, this point. Absolutely, really. There's no question. You know, when she gets done with it, it's know. done. You know, yeah. I mean, you've heard the song and you know the story. And Lee, within the course of that performance, she had to have utilized at least four octave range, which is just unheard of. Unbelievable. And with ease, she goes through that when most singers, if they do an octave and a half or two, are doing very well. This is a magnificent display. That is a very rare gift right there to approach it with such a virtuosic command really takes such liberties with it and yet still be true to the feeling of the song. Well, it's supreme artistry. Absolutely. Okay, next up we're going to listen to an instrumental version of My Funny Valentine, a record from the 1950s that I know was very important to you, Lee. We'll be back right after a break. You're listening to I've Heard That Song Before. My name is Joe Hunter. Did you grow up in the 70s, 80s, or early 90s? Then tune in to Gen X Grown Up, the podcast by Gen Xers who refuse to outgrow the things they grew up loving. Join Gen X Grown Up each week to talk media, tech, toys and games from yesterday and today, all through the eyes of Generation Xers. Find Gen X Grown Up on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. If you like the show, please be sure to leave them a review. Find out more at GenXGrownUp.com. Welcome back to I've Heard That Song Before. I'm your host, Joe Hunter, and today in studio we have Lee Bush, guitarist, educator, author, and we've been listening to the Rodgers and Hart classic, My Funny Valentine. And as we said before the break, we're going to listen to our very first instrumental version of this 
great classic American song. I happen to be very fond of this group, the Chico Hamilton group. My father had a lot of these Pacific jazz records around the house when I grew up, and I know that they have a special place in your heart. Well, probably in the mid-50s, you know, trugging on home after a gig. On the radio, uh, a jazz show was playing this recording of My Funny Valentine by this group, Chico Hamilton Quintet. What was notable at the time was that, although the song was very familiar to me, this sort of fixed it in my mind because it was so true to the song. It was a significant performance. The use of the guitar, of course, my instrument, and the chamber idea really stuck. And this group was very unusual in the 50s, were they not? I mean, they had sort of a chamber jazz, almost classical and jazz, and the utilization of the cello, which was very unusual in the 50s. It was taking a step out for Chico Hamilton, and it also featured Jim Hall, who, being a guitar player, I was attracted to. Oh, he's one of the greats. And Jim Hall's from our town, isn't he? Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, he went to the Institute here, and a very fine musician. Oh, he's one of the great jazz guitar players in the world. So let's listen to this instrumental version of My Funny Valentine. This is Chico Hamilton Quintet featuring Fred Katz on the cello, Jim Hall on the guitar, Carson Smith on the bass, and Chico Hamilton on the drums. We might add Buddy Collette. And Buddy Collette. On the flute. almost note for note.
That was the classic Chico Hamilton quintet doing the Rodgers and Hart standard My Funny Valentine. And Lee, really, I mean, we know they're all great jazz musicians performing that, but the setting really sounded more classical to me than jazz. Well, I think perhaps the inspiration was to take advantage of the unusual and chamber-like instrumentation, especially the flute and the cello, to just show this beautiful melody and some of the characteristic parts that support it. You know, that group with that sound, I think they should have done the verse. It would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. Okay, up next we're going to listen to what I think is one of the classic versions of this song, and I think you will agree. Mm -hmm. This version is still very popular today. This is, of course, by the great trumpet player and vocalist Chet Baker, and this comes from the mid-1950s, and I'm assuming it's Russ Freeman on the piano. He always worked with Chet, yes. Mm -hmm. Something to take note of when you're listening to this, I was struck that the tempo really is not that slow. I mean, we've heard other versions today, slower versions, and yet Chet makes it sound so slow and languid and romantic. Well, the art of the vocalist again. Yes, this almost has that sort of dance tempo. You could slow dance to it. So let's listen to this classic rendition of Rodgers and Hart's My Funny Valentine. This is the great Chet Baker. My funny valentine Sweet comic valentine You make me smile with my heart Your looks are laughable Unphotographable Yet you're my favorite work of art Is your figure less than Greek? Is your mouth a little When you open it to speak Are you smart? But don't change your hair for me Not if you care for me Chet Baker doing My Funny Valentine. And Lee, I think one of the charming things about that particular recording is he creates a sense of intimacy. 
I mean, I think he must have made the women swoon when he sang that. He sounds very vulnerable, and it's a very intimate recording, as if he's whispering in some chick's ear. Well, it's very paradoxical that Chet Baker should portray sort of an innocence. (laughs) (laughs) Given his crazy lifestyle. Yeah. But he really does. There is an innocence. There's an innocence and a lightness, a closeness. My Funny Valentine is like a perfect fit for him. Perfect fit. That's a great description. I don't know if we can relate this as properly as possible, but there's just something about the song that makes you want to play it, makes you want to perform it. I really think that that last recording by Chet Baker, to me, really captures the appeal of the song for most people. The simplicity of it comes through, the innocence. I think the magic of that song lies within that last recording. No doubt about it. Despite its innocence and simplicity, there's something very intense about the song. Deceivingly simple or something, isn't it? Yeah, it seems more complicated than it is, especially when you play it, but yet there's a whole lot to it. You know, I'll be perfectly honest. For many years, I was quite intimidated by the song, just to give a performance I thought was deserving of the song. The melody can be kind of tricky to memorize, but really a gorgeous piece. Yeah, you don't trifle with it. No, absolutely not. Well, Lee, it's been great having you in the studio today talking about this wonderful classic American song, and we do have a special treat for you coming up here. Whatever it might be, I'm looking forward to it because these songs are very important to me, and I think they're really very important to our culture's heritage, and this is one of the sterling examples, My Funny Valentine. Absolutely. And in keeping with our tradition here at I've Heard That Song Before, we'd like to end with a little bonus song for our guest, And Lee, today I've brought you in a recording by an artist that you're very familiar with. You and I are both very fond of this singer-pianist, and her name is Blossom Deary. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. And she's going to be doing another great Rodgers and Hart tune. This tune from a 1942 musical called By Jupiter. I didn't know it was for sale. (laughs) (laughs) This is Everything I've Got Belongs to You. Now, I understand this was set in ancient times, and this was originally sung by a very large Amazon-type woman to her very puny, wimpy husband. And what's this song doing here? (laughs) Well, I thought you would appreciate, first of all, the performance by Blossom Deary and the inherent humor to this song. Well, you know, humor is a big part of music. Bring it on. This recording comes from a live record that Blossom made in the late 60s at the Great Jazz Club in London, England, Ronnie Scott's. for you to give you dirty looks I have words that do not come from children's books There's a trick with a knife I'm learning to do But everything I've got belongs to you I've a powerful anesthesia in my fist And the perfect wrist to give your neck a twist Hammerlock holes I've mastered a few But everything I've got belongs to you Share for share, share alike You get struck each time I strike Me for you, you for me I'll give you plenty of nothing I'm not yours for better but for worse And I've learned to give the well-known witch's curse I've a terrible tongue and a temper for two Everything I've got belongs to you yeah. 
words that do not come from children's books There's a trick with a knife I'm learning to do But everything I've got belongs to you I've a powerful anesthesia in my fist And the perfect wrist to give your neck a twist Hammerlock holes, I've mastered a few belongs to you then at night we'll sleep and sleep sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep sleep and sleep sleep and sleep i'll give you plenty of nothing i'm not yours for better but for worse and i've learned to give the well-known witch's curse i've a terrible tongue and a temper for two but everything i've got ooh, it's not lot Everything I've got belongs to you Sounds like the makings of a perfect relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that was Blossom Deary live at Ronnie Scott's 1969 doing Rogers and Hart's Everything I've Got Belongs to You. And I think that captures some of Lorenz Hart's comic sensibilities and whimsy. I'm particularly fond of the bridge where he says, then at night we'll sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep. I'll give you plenty of nothing. <laughs> Seems a classic, doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think also Blossom has a little smile in her voice that's very applicable to this kind of lyric. You hear the smile in her voice. Absolutely. Well, we've had a great time today in studio with my good friend, guitarist, educator, composer, arranger, and author, Mr. Lee Bush. Thank you so much, Lee, for coming in today. It's been a blast. Well, we've had an awful lot of fun today. We've listened to four very distinctive and very enjoyable renditions of this classic American song, My Funny Valentine, from Linda Ronstadt and Sarah Vaughn and Chet Baker and Chico Hamilton Quintet. Yeah, these renditions really represent a great song and what you can do with it by some of the best artists who recorded over the years. Great renditions of great songs here on I've Heard That Song Before. Once again, thank you, Lee. My pleasure. Take care. My name is Joe Hunter, and you've been listening to I've Heard That Song Before. I've Heard That Song Before is a production of The Front Porch People. Listen to more great conversations at thefrontporchpeople.com. Thank you for listening. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.